Coming up on 5-Minute News. Silent march in Serbia after two mass shootings. Yellen says no good options if Republicans fail to raise debt limit. And Trump's absence at rape trial shows that he did it, accuser's lawyer says. It's Tuesday, May 9. I'm Anthony Davis. Thousands of people marched in silence on Monday in Serbia in a major outpouring of grief and anger against the populist government and how it reacted after two mass shootings last week that left 17 people dead and 21 wounded, many of them children. The gatherings in Belgrade and in the northern city of Novi Sad were dubbed Serbia Against Violence. They were called by opposition parties, which demanded the resignation of government ministers and the withdrawal of licenses for the state-controlled mainstream media that promote violence and often host convicted war criminals and crime figures on their programmes. After the protest officially ended, some of the protesters chanted slogans against Serbia's increasingly autocratic president, Aleksandar Vucic, demanding that he step down as they passed by government headquarters in Belgrade. The president later dismissed the protest as shameful during an interview on pro-government Happy Television. He accused the opposition of abusing people's grief for their political ends and inciting violence. The shootings on Wednesday in Belgrade at an elementary school and on Thursday in a rural area south of the capital left the nation stunned. They triggered calls to encourage tolerance and rid society of widespread hate speech and a gun culture stemming from the 1990s wars. Education Minister Branko Ruzic submitted his resignation on Sunday and authorities launched a gun crackdown, but opposition said this was too little, too late. The school shooting on Wednesday was the first in Serbia's recent history. A 13-year-old boy took his father's guns and opened fire at the school he attended in the heart of Belgrade, shooting at his peers and killing seven girls, one boy and a school guard. A day later, a 20-year-old man used an automatic weapon in a shooting rampage in two villages in central Serbia, randomly killing eight people and wounding 14. Prosecutors said that he has confessed to the killings and said he wanted to spread fear among residents. On Monday, people who owned unlicensed guns could start handing them over at police stations without punishment. Other new gun control measures include a moratorium on new licenses, strict control of existing ones, and the tightening of rules for gun possession, which officials say will leave many current gun owners without weapons. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said that a failure by the Republican-majority Congress to raise the $31.4 trillion federal debt limit would cause a huge hit to the U.S. economy and weaken the dollar as the world's reserve currency. Asked whether the U.S. Treasury could prioritize payouts to bondholders in the event of a default, Yellen said that President Joe Biden would be forced to make decisions on what to do with Treasury's resources if the debt ceiling was not raised, but declined to discuss or rank the options. She said Biden hoped to establish a process for discussing and compromising on fiscal policy issues and his budget proposal with congressional Republicans, but would not do it with a gun to his or the American people's heads. 
Biden insists that Congress has a constitutional duty to raise the debt ceiling, which reflects previously spent federal money without conditions, but Republicans have tied any increase to sweeping budget cuts that Democrats oppose, with the intention of crashing the economy just to own the libs. Biden will meet today with Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and top congressional Democrats at the White House to try to break the impasse. Yellen conceded there was a very big gap between Biden's position and that of many Republicans, warning that their proposed spending cuts were draconian. Risking default to secure budget cuts could bring enormous harm to American households, and even the current brinkmanship would harm financial markets and could jeopardize U.S. government credit ratings and undermine the U.S. currency. Unlike most other developed countries, the U.S. puts a hard limit on how much it can borrow. Because the government spends more than it takes in, lawmakers must periodically raise the debt ceiling. Donald Trump's absence from a trial where writer E. Jean Carroll accuses him of rape and defamation shows that he did it, a lawyer for Carroll said on Monday, while Trump's lawyers told jurors the case was outrageous. He never looked you in the eye and denied raping Miss Carroll, lawyer Mike Ferreira told jurors as the civil trial in Manhattan Federal Court near the end of an eighth day. You should draw the conclusion that that's because he did it. The six-man, three-woman jury is expected to begin deliberating today. 79-year-old Carol sued 76-year-old Trump, alleging he raped her in a dressing room at the Bergdorf Goodman department store in Manhattan in 1995 or 1996 and then defamed her by denying it happened in an October 2022 post on social media. The disgraced former president is the frontrunner for the Republican U.S. presidential nomination in 2024 and waived his right to testify at the trial and opted not to present a defense, gambling that jurors will find that Carroll failed to make a persuasive case. Earlier on Monday, Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, said a 2005 Access Hollywood video bolstered the accounts of Carroll and 26 other women who have accused Trump of sexual assault. Two of Carol's longtime friends testified that she told them about the attack shortly after it occurred and said they believed her. Jurors also heard from two other women who said Trump sexually assaulted them in separate incidents decades ago. Trump denies those claims as well. You can subscribe to the 5 Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5 Minute News. Hello everyone. My name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.